0: Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program. I'm proud to have as our sponsor for the month of March, Oversight Systems. With the recently released Department of Justice evaluation of corporate compliance programs, it has become mandatory that companies operationalize their compliance program. Oversight's automated transaction monitoring solution, insights on demand for FCPA, provides a centralized transaction monitoring system that automatically identifies risky activity and facilitates efficient resolution of any issues. The analytics look for behaviors or patterns of compliance risk across expense reports, transaction in T&E, invoices and payments in AP, and further operationalizes your compliance program. Insights on Demand enables companies to easily demonstrate to the executive board and, most importantly, the Department of Justice, they are proactively operationalizing their compliance program through monitoring business transactions for FCPA risk and acting on those exceptions. A continuous monitoring program, such as oversights, can be an important component of operationalizing your compliance program as it addresses the DOJ's guidelines for compliance monitoring, communication with employees, compliance evidence, and audit trails. The February release of the Department of Justice's evaluation of compliance program has mandated that you operationalize your compliance program through this one-month series, I will provide you specific steps by which you can operationalize your compliance program. In each day, I will address one issue and then give you three key takeaways. By the end of the month, you should have some significant steps that you can take to operationalize your compliance program. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program. Day 15 effectiveness of compliance training. Today, I tackle the issue of effectiveness of your compliance training. The Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, prong number six, asks the following. How has the company measured the effectiveness of the training? Unfortunately, the answer is that most companies have not considered this issue. So, how do you measure effectiveness of training programs? I'm going to take a couple of different looks at this in this podcast. Many people begin by overlooking the issue of training, excuse me, the issue of attendance at training, but it's an important issue as well. You should determine that all senior management and company board members have attended FCPA compliance training. You should review the documentation of attendance and confirm this attendance make your department, your group leads accountable for the attendance of their direct reports and so on down the chain. Evidence of training is important to create an audit trail going forward. One of the key goals of the FCPA compliance program at your company should be to train employees in awareness and understanding of the law, your specific compliance program, and to create and foster a culture of compliance. The testing and evaluation of your compliance training is an important aspect not to overlook. There are some very basic questions you can ask that will give you an under a basic understanding of where employees may be determining the effectiveness. Some of the most basic questions are: what does the FCPA stand for? Does the what is a facilitation payment and does the company allow such payments? How do you report a compliance violation? What types of improper compliance? conduct would require reporting. And an oldie but goodie, what's the name of your chief compliance officer? I particularly like that one. There are other metrics which can be used in post-evaluation training. You can look at increase in hotline calls, whether there are more calls to the compliance department requesting assistance, or even calls asking questions about compliance. Conversely, is there any decrease in compliance violations or other acts of non-compliance. But if you want to take your post-training analysis to a higher level in terms of considering its effectiveness, then you might want to look at your return on investment. This is performing an assessment to determine ethics and compliance training, ROI, to demonstrate that by putting money and resources into training, a compliance professional can not only show the benefits of such training, but understand more about what employees are getting out of the training, in other words, effectiveness. The goal is to create a measurable system that will identify the benefits of training, such as avoiding a non-compliant event like an FCPA violation or even a code of conduct violation. Calculating compliance ROI is difficult, as ethical and compliance behavior is an end goal in and of itself, not necessarily everyone feels it should be subject to an ROI calculation. Nevertheless, it is extremely dis- difficult to isolate the training effect to calculate what cost you have avoided solely due to your compliance and ethics training. Although each organization will have a unique ROI measurement due to training objectives, it is possible to use a general formula to calculate ethics and compliance training. So what are some of the questions you need to ask? Relying on the model by Joel Smith from In-House OWL Training, I've developed or synthesized five of his points. Number one, figure out what you want to measure. Before you ever train an employee, you should ask this question. You should have this goal in mind. What actions do you want the employee to take? What risks do you want them to avoid? In the FCPA, you want them to avoid non-ethical and non-compliant actions that would lead to FCPA violations. Your goal is to train employees to follow your code of conduct and your compliance program policies and procedures so as to avoid liability related to these actions. Therefore, the benefit to calculate for ROI purposes is a total amount saved by the company because the employees now understand not to engage in unethical and non-compliant conduct around bribery and corruption. Number two, were the employees satisfied with the training? What's the benefit? Excuse me, what is their engagement? The next step is to get a sense of whether employees feel that the training you provided is relevant and targeted to their job. If it is not targeted, employees will likely be not be committed to changing risky risky behavior. You can get data on employee engagement through a quick post-training survey, although this factor does not produce quantitative number which you can use in your ROI calculation, it will help you isolate and qualify the training benefit. Number 3. Did the employees actually learn anything? A critical part, this is a critical part of any training assessment. want to understand the benefit of training, therefore you must know whether they actually learned anything during the training. You can collect this data in a number of ways, but for compliance training, the best way is to measure pre- and post-training understanding over time. Basically, each time you train an employee, measure comprehension before and after the training. Number four, you may need to, uh, which is employees are employees applying their training you need to determine employee application in the implementation of the training topics. To do so, you must conduct certain surveys to understand whether they've ceased engaging in risky behavior or better yet understand how to conduct themselves in certain risky situations. In other words, having a compliance program in place and having delivered compliance training, do employees understand that they can put a higher level of risk management around a high-risk situation? Number five, what's the quantitative Business impact of your training. At this point, you're ready to determine the numerical business impact of your ethics and compliance training. So you would ask such questions How could a non compliant event occur? How much revenue would be involved? What is the profit margin on the revenue? What are the other costs? What are the non compliant hard costs? The next step is to isolate the benefits of training so you properly attribute ROI to the ethics and compliance training. At this point, you need to know the minimum, whether the employees understood the training, whether the employees are applying the training. This information must be compared with other factors, such as whether the effects of other company initiatives involving anti-corruption, employee attitudes regarding the topic and training, and any business factors, such as increase or decrease in international revenue, macroeconomic trends, etc., so, then the next step and final step is to bring it all together so that you can show the business people an incredible effect of training, engaged training you have on the bottom line. And this certainly is one indicia of the effectiveness that you can utilize. The importance of determining effectiveness in the evaluation of your ethics and compliance training program is, is now paramount under the evaluation. And the evaluation is the first formal step taken by the Department of Justice to demonstrate it wants to see the effectiveness of your compliance training. This is something many chief compliance officers and compliance professionals have struggled to determine. Both the simple guidelines suggested herein and a more robust assessment and calculation laid out by Mr. Smith provide you with a starting point to fulfill the evaluation. But eventually, you're going to need to demonstrate the effectiveness of your compliance training program going forward. So I'd suggest you get ahead of this curve now. So what are the three key takeaways for today? Number one, you must demonstrate you have measured the effectiveness of your compliance training. Here, it's important that you have a measurable uh, 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 calculus in place and that you can articulate it. Number two, the Department of Justice is clearly moving into the requirement of the demonstration of effectiveness of compliance training. Right now, we're talking about measuring it, but you're pretty soon going to have to, t- to show effectiveness. And number three, you should be moving towards a model of demonstrating compliance training, ROI, to fully operationalize your compliance program, as this will help you in your budgetary process and also in the quest to burn compliance into the fabric of your organization. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to Day 15, I hope you'll join me tomorrow for Day 16 of one month to operationalizing your compliance program. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to thank you very much for listening to today's episode of How to Operationalize Your Compliance Program. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you've listened to this podcast via iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate us. It would help in our rankings and help get the word out about how to learn about operationalizing your compliance program in one month. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you'll join me tomorrow.